It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Was the Denver Broncos' investment at the wide receiver position earlier on this season by George Payton a good move for the Broncos' future? We take a look at the ROI here for the team. We address the position going forward, not to mention how can the Broncos' inside linebackers respond against Cincinnati Bengals. Plus, we answer Broncos country's mailbag questions and more here on today's brand-new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bender. Always appreciate his insight. Both of us, we covered the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Make sure you follow and subscribe free and available everywhere. You get your podcast. If you want to watch us, subscribe to us here on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, turn on notifications so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos. Broncos news, content, and coverage. And thank you once again, Broncos Country, for making Lockdown Broncos your first listener today. Sarah, my friend, it's great to see you. Before we get into our conversation, I just have to let Broncos fans know today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there uh, at Stance. And this episode is sponsored by Stance Apparel. And Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. How you doing, my man? Doing great, Cody. Doing awesome. Uh, it, it's been a good start to the week, and, and here we go. We're one step closer. Monday Night Football's in the books. Now we're really on to week 15. Is that real? Oh, week 15 of the NFL season? It's hard to believe. Week 15, right? And, and we were just talking about this on Twitter. It, how crazy is it that we get to sit here? And we get to talk about the Broncos potentially being in the playoff conversation mm-hmm. in December. The last several years, they've always been out of it in December. So I think a lot of Broncos fans, once December has come, they've been like, all right, we're out. Like, this is this is frustrating. But Denver is in a prime position to compete for a wild card spot. And I think there's still a lot to play for. Super excited about that. Uh, you know, a lot of today's episode is going to be formulated off some of the amazing questions that we had gotten in from listeners across lockdown Broncos. And I want to take time to answer one of our favorite listeners of the show and that's Bridget she had sent in a great question yesterday about the Broncos wide receiver group and kind of talking a little bit about Vic Fangio's comments so it leads us to the question was the Broncos investment this season with Tim Patrick Cortland Sutton's extensions was that a good investment in that position by George Payton and I'm going to open up Sarah by saying yes it was and I want to know your thoughts and obviously we'll expand from there yeah, definitely. Great question from Bridget, too, just talking about that, because I think it does need to be brought up. You know, we're we're not seeing a ton of involvement from any of the wide receivers, much less the two guys that just got paid over, what was it, $90 million in total money. <laughs> so, man, I, I think that that's a, a very valid point and a very valid question. You wonder, like, when are we going to start to see more of a return on that investment? But I think that this move, Cody, to me, the, the moves actually for Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton is way more about things that are going to be happening beyond just this season, which should be exciting for Broncos country. I think right now, obviously, like Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, those guys are really good at blocking anyway. So they're going to be doing quite a bit of blocking, I feel like, down the stretch of this season. But the, the balls are going to come their way more and more often, especially after this offseason when hopefully the Broncos get a quarterback that can really spread the ball around. We know that 
Teddy Bridgewater is just not that guy. It was even one of our keys to the game last week was to take the ball out of his hands and really put it in the hands of Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon to try to get that victory. So I I feel like it's just one of those things where, yeah, right now it kind of seems like, well, you overpaid for these guys that are getting you a couple catches a game, if that. And I think there's going to be opportunities for them to to really explode down the stretch here. We saw early in the season, getting them involved heavily, what that can do for the offense. Even if you look at a game like, like we had against the Los Angeles Chargers, those scoring drives, you get Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton involved, you're going to move down the field. That's just that's the way that I see it. So I feel like yeah. the Broncos could do more of that. Of course, everybody wants to see those guys racking up fantasy football stats. Everybody wants to see those guys making it to the Pro Bowl and getting all pro votes eventually. But for right now, obviously, just the the personnel that the team has at the quarterback position doesn't necessarily lend to them having a lot of statistical success. When we talked about this too, once Cortland and Tim were extended, that this is more so, like you mentioned, a move for the future. They're like going into that meeting. I'm sure George Payton talking with their agents, talking with them, said, "Hey, look, we're going to go out there. We're going to get you a quarterback. I bet you a hundred bucks." That was the conversation that was had because right now, look, Teddy Bridgewater and this Broncos offense, they're not taking consistent enough shots downfield. That's why on yesterday's show we talked about the fact that Pat Shermer might have to scheme plays to get guys open so you can get these guys the ball because out of the standard operation of what we're seeing, it's just not conducive it's not consistent enough I would say for the Broncos there that's something they have to build on right and Teddy's going to be a big part of that the Broncos want to make a playoff run he's got to play better down the stretch he's going to be a big part of getting them there not to mention the run game but also I think it's important that we touch on this Fangio Vic Fangio made a comment this is what prompted Bridges comment to us Uh, there was a comment that he made on Monday about the Broncos not really needing to pass the ball too much against the Lions because they're running the ball really well. And I think that a lot of people read that, and I certainly understand it, and they say, well, you know, if this is the case, why did you pay these wide receivers? I, I think that there's a difference here, Sarah, right? And I want to make the difference between if you're leading in a game by two scores, run the football, right? You want to run that clock down. You want to control the time of possession. You don't want to have the other team get an opportunity to come back in. However, if you're trailing in a game, guess what? You're going to have to pass the ball. And I think this is where the Broncos have kind of been snake bitten a little bit when they found themselves down in games. It's been a hard hole to climb themselves out of, to dig themselves out of, so to speak. And I think a lot of that, is too, is, is trying to find balance. But when you have a lead, I'm okay with them running the ball. And it doesn't mean anything else. But it leads to my next point here. The Broncos' ROI, at least immediate, we talk about return on investment, it's coming up right now. We're seeing it. And it's the Broncos' wide receivers blocking their tail off for these running backs, blocking every single play, almost every other single play, when it's not a passing play. But they are getting out there on the outside. They're getting to the safeties. They're getting to the nickel guys. They're getting to the corners. And they're doing a really good job blocking. The Broncos probably have one of the best blocking groups of wide receivers in the entire NFL. And it's nice to see. But it isn't always going to be this way. They're not going to always have to block. They're going to be able to get their opportunities, I think, next season to go out and catch a wide variety of passes from whoever the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another huge positive to getting those guys re-signed in addition to the things that you just mentioned, and that's really important. Kudos to Zach Azani for always prepping those guys to block. Feels like the Broncos have had a number of really good blocking wide receivers since he came aboard. So uh, another thing, though, that I think is one kind of cherry on top of the positives with this, Cody, is the fact that you don't have this lingering over your head anymore. You don't have to wonder or worry are the Broncos going to re-sign Tim Patrick or Cortland Sutton? Are they going to try to re-sign both? Are they going to franchise tag one? And then you have those two guys. You know, maybe I, I know players like to talk about the fact that, no, I don't think about that. I only control what I can control. 
But I really feel like like the contract thing, especially at the end of a season, I really feel like that does play a factor. And to have that just totally in the past, in the books, it's done. Like we don't have to think about it anymore. Those guys can focus on football, but more importantly, they can focus on being big voices in the locker room. They can focus on leading by example. They can focus on not like we talked about with Teddy Bridgewater in yesterday's episode, unfortunately, talking about the potential of like, is he, you know, I have four games left here or I have five games left here, you know, that kind of mentality. You don't have that with a number of players, especially those two guys right now. So I think that's an underrated positive of this whole thing is that it's just not a distraction for those guys anymore. And it won't be. And and now they can help, you know, recruit other guys to come and play in Denver. They can help get everybody else on board with the culture that they helped create. Uh, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, if I'm any quarterback, look, I'm going there, right? And I, I, I want to go throw the ball to these guys because they're going to come down. They're going to make plays. Then you get K.J. Handler back next year. I mean, there's some excitement, right? And I think Broncos fans should be optimistic for sure. Quarterbacks going to be a big part of that. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. The Broncos inside linebacking unit, they're going to have to have a big week. They're going to have to have a bounce back week. The Broncos run defense, especially against Joe Mixon, Samaje Ryan. How do the Broncos fix that? And where are some of the issues happening? Sarah and I, we talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, and that's a good friends over there. On location, the official hospitality partner of the National Football League. Ladies and gentlemen, the Super Bowl is less than 100 days away, and it's going to be held at SoFi Stadium, which is a magnificent NFL stadium. Probably one of the best out there in terms of state-of-the-art technology, not to mention it's in a primetime location in L.A. The big light's going to be out there, and you have a chance to attend Super Bowl 56 here today with a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package featuring an exclusive pregame celebrations with NFL legends, not to mention five-star LA hotels, and you get to eat food that's been chefed up by the great Wolfgang Puck. You can visit on location exp.com slash SB56 to check out the tickets, the price packages, the tiers that you can have access to if you want to take you and your family on a once-in-a-lifetime experience to the Super Bowl. So once again, visit on location exp.com slash SB56 for more information, or you can search Super Bowl on location on your web today. Check it out. SoFi Stadium, once again, uh, less than 100 days away. Who's going to be playing in the Super Bowl? We don't know yet, but we're also excited for it. So take you and your family on a once-in-a-lifetime trip to Super Bowl 56. And our good friends over there at Stance and founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings in a typical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in-style self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel, not to mention some of the favorite designs that they have. If you're a Star Wars fan like Sarah, they have that. If you're like a Wu-Tang Clan fan like myself, they have a pair of socks and apparel that you can have, obviously, in collaboration with them, not to mention Batman, The Goonies, The Office, Harry Potter, Disney, Marvel, Bob Marley, Major League Baseball, Pixar, and the NBA. Not to mention, this apparel is soft, and it is unique, ladies and gentlemen. And I've heard a lot about Stance Apparel lately, Sarah, and I have had to try it myself. I ordered a pair. I got a couple pairs of socks and a couple pairs of underwear, and I tell you what, I love how silky smooth they are not to mention it's just comfortable i don't have to worry about that scratchy feeling from underwear or even socks anymore stance apparel is comfortable it's unique and not to mention they also make this active apparel as we mentioned a little bit earlier where look i'm active i try to go out i try to at least ride the peloton every day i lift weights i want to be in comfortable apparel when i'm doing that when i'm working out and stance has the perfect apparel for those who are active as well
as well. So ladies and gentlemen, you can get it today. And Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. And those who feel good, they do good. So go see for yourself, register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Once again, use promo code locked on at checkout to apply today. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, Sarah, jump into the second half action on today's episode, Locked on Broncos. The run game. I know we talked about it yesterday. We talked about how the Broncos need to find that flex seal guy that can help improve the inside linebacker play this week, especially with Kenny Young out due to concussion protocol right now. He still has to go through and clear that. There is a chance he plays on Sunday, but he has to overcome a couple of hurdles in the process. But as of right now, I don't think that we can bank on saying, that hey, Kenny Young is going to be available on Sunday because as of right now, it's just up in the air. But the Broncos, they have a tough test coming to town. Joe Mixon. Samaj P. Ryan, those are two very capable backs. That's just two pieces of a really good offense. It features Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and even C.J. Uzama at the tight end position. We'll break that down a little bit more in depth this week with the Lockdown Bengals guys here this week on Lockdown Broncos in our crossover show. But the run game is kind of concerning right now here, Sarah, especially mm-hmm. considering how much they gave up to a practice squad running back last week with the Detroit Lions. It is. And I think in this game against the Bengals, first and foremost, you're just going to have to be aggressive. You know, you're going to have to shoot those gaps. If you're Baron Browning and Jonas Griffith, this is a really interesting game, isn't it? If Kenny Young doesn't play, like you mentioned, hurdles to be cleared. There's a chance, you know, that he plays, but there's also a decent chance that he won't. And for Denver Broncos fans like me, who absolutely love the team building aspect of this, I was thinking back as we were talking about Avery Williamson on yesterday's episode and how I feel like he does need to be called up for this game regardless. But I'm thinking about the fact that George Payton has kind of been collecting guys. You know, we look back all the way to the draft, Baron Browning, like the 99th percent. I mean, he's one of the freakiest athletes you'll ever see at the off-ball linebacker position. Not too far behind him, though, is Jonas Griffith, who's a similar type of guy who's like 6'4", 250-something, kind of just a freakish athlete who blew up his pro day. So I I don't know when's the last time we saw two guys like that, Cody, if ever at the off-ball linebacker position for the Denver Broncos. And Pro Football Focus tweeted out the fact that Jonas Griffith was one of the top five-rated defenders for the Broncos against the Lions. I know it's obviously limited snaps, but man, that's his first action of the season. So I'm excited to go back, dive into that film, and see what he brought to the table in terms of just utilizing his athleticism, his speed, his size, his physicality that we know he he uses on special teams, and seeing how that plays on, on the defensive side of the ball. Because we've had a number of linebackers, Cody, with nice measurables come yeah. in and not really play anything but special teams. Maybe maybe there's something more to this Jonas Griffith pickup that George Payton had in mind when he traded for him. Well, if anything so far this season, I've learned that whatever George Payton does in terms of the moves that he makes, I have a lot of trust in it because so far his moves have yet to let me down as an observer, (laughs) as somebody who's watching the Broncos. I've been very impressed by what George Payton has done. I think he's done a lot of good things to put the Broncos in a position, both long and short term. And we talk about just even the the trade that was able to get Baron Browning, like the Broncos moving down, they acquired Baron Browning, they acquired Quinn Miners with the picks that they traded down for. I love that. That's fantastic. And, and I think that for what we've been able to see from Baron Browning, man, he's special. He does have areas that he obviously has to improve. And so I think that this is where the Bengals might really try to attack the Broncos this week. Despite the fact that they have a really ridiculously talented wide receiving room and a good tight end, this is going to be a thing, uh, I think, where the Broncos really have to come out and they have to be solidified against the run. I think that they're going to have their opportunities in the passing game. The Bengals try to take shots at Denver. But I think Denver matches up well in terms of the secondary. I think the town is about equal and on par there. 
linebacker in the run game, and that starts with the front seven as well, the defensive linemen. They've got to be much better here. But going back and watching film, this is one thing I think that the Broncos linebackers can do to improve against the Bengals. One of it's going to be their alignment is going to be dictated a lot by the formation that the Bengals come out in, whether it's three by one, whether it's tight, whether it's wing. I mean, all these things impact how the Broncos line, whether a linebacker lines up in a 40 or a 30 tech, just wherever their alignment may be. And they have different keys based on the alignment. However, I think that understanding this too, pre-snap, okay, what's my alignment? Who's my assignment? And then after that, it's just effort and recognition, being able to do that. Outside of that, I think gap integrity is also key. I, I saw a couple of plays against the Detroit Lions where the linebackers, they would see their guard blocked down. They would try to fill, but then there was another guy, right? Because if you're getting a block down on one side, somebody's coming through that open gap there. So, for example, if I'm Kenny Young, if I'm the right side inside linebacker, I'm on the right side, I'm looking at that right guard, he steps down to help out with the center, I can expect that maybe somebody might be pulling up or there might be a lead guy coming through. And it's just about understanding, okay, if there is a lead guy coming through, I can't attack him inside. I have to attack that outside shoulder and try to squeeze it down because that running back is going to get skinny and try to get that crease. I think a lot of what we've seen teams do, Sarah, and this has been the last couple of weeks, we saw especially against Kansas City, pre-snap motion. Now, a lot of times people are saying, oh, they're motioning to see what coverage the Broncos are in. That's one small part of it, but mainly for the quarterback, they're seeing how the linebackers readjust. And maybe if one guy's dropping back to a spot because the Broncos against the Cowboys, they ran that whole coverage and a lot of it, there wasn't that motion. So they stayed there and they were really that spy guy in the middle of the field. Now they're motioning guys to try to attack the Broncos with that same type of coverage. And Sarah, teams have had success. Kansas City had success against it. You had the Detroit Lions have some success against it in terms of the run game. This is going to be the biggest test for the Broncos this season. So I think gap integrity, pre-snap motion is going to determine a lot of things. And also, did you always, you know, also see that anytime that there was motion, you're seeing guys switch. So, right, there's the Mike. He's usually aligned to the strong side. The Will's usually aligned to the weak side. You see these guys crossing right before the snap. That's never good. That impacts alignment. So that's something I'm worried about, Sarah. And uh, Broncos country, look, this is something that they need to address on Sunday. Or else it could be a long day against the Bengals at Empower Field at Mile High. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to answer a couple of the remaining mailbag questions that were sent in by Broncos country. We got a lot answered already as is but before we do that let me tell you about the sponsor of today's episode lockdown broncos our other sponsor and that's our good friends over there at built bar and built bar is the healthiest protein bar that is out there on the market today you've heard sarah and myself rave about it so much we've had various listeners of the lockdown broncos podcast dm us or tweet us or even reach out to us via messenger on our social media feeds to say hey i tried a box of built bar they're fantastic and what's really popular right now is the built bar puff flavors they have a wide variety of different flavors coming in not to mention the occasional limited time flavor they've got gingerbread they've had an eggnog flavor recently released i'm not an eggnog guy i'm more of a peanut butter brownie guy sarah's a white chocolate cheesecake guy but you can find a flavor for you and your family today at built.com not to mention they're healthy for you they give you a little bit of extra fuel that you need to get through your day 17 grams of protein 130 calories and only four grams of sugar and if you're friends with santa claus well hey tell him to throw a box of built bar into your stocking this holiday season by going to built.com and ladies and gentlemen when you go to check out at built.com make sure you apply the promo code lock 15 that's going to get you 15% off your next order today once again promo code lock 15 gets you 15% off your next order at built.com if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL draft 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, sir, as we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, Broncos country, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, sir. We've got a couple of remaining questions here from the mailbag, from the avid listeners all across Broncos country. Just want to thank everybody who took time to reply to the tweet to send in their questions. And there was one, obviously, Mark Phillips is one of the commenters on Twitter that had sent one in. And one of the bigger questions from him was, as of today, what is the Broncos' biggest need going into 2022? I know we're looking ahead a little bit, but as it stands today with this current roster, I think we can say quarterback, but also what other position, in your opinion, stands out as maybe something that the Broncos, they must address this offseason? That's a great question, first of all. It's a tough, it's been a tough one to answer for me all year. Aside from quarterback, like you said, Cody, immediately my mind goes to a couple positions. Number one, I'm looking off the edge. You trade Von Miller away. And of course, we love what we've seen from Jonathan Cooper in the early goings. And Bradley Chubb is coming back from injury. We'll kind of see if he can start to get things ramping up and get that pass rush productivity. He had a couple of nice plays against Detroit. Would love to see him continually splash. But man, that edge position, I think, is one area that you're going to have to look at. And thankfully... For the Denver Broncos, that's a deep position in this yeah. year's draft. I'm also not looking, you know, I'm not looking too far into the future at this, but maybe cornerback as well. You know, you got Pat Sertan, you got Ronald Darby on the outside next year. Would love to see Bryce Callahan re-signed at a reasonable price, but I think that's another spot. And then right tackle and and interior defensive line. Those are two positions, I think, as well that are going to be heavily prioritized this offseason. Maybe we see Bobby Massey at right tackle get re-signed. I think definitely, though, if you're looking at the top needs in terms of outside of QB, I'm looking at that defensive front, Cody, starting with edge and then working my way to the inside. I don't know if you agree with me on that one, but I feel like that's right now kind of where projecting the guys that the Broncos could maybe lose, projecting the guys that could be in the starting lineup next year. I feel like those are two primary areas of need. I would really love the Broncos to go out in this year's draft and maybe get a real solidified like hog of a nose tackle, right? You know, I I, I do think that with where Mike Purcell is at, right, obviously the thumb injury I think has impacted him the last couple of weeks, obviously since he had surgery on it, not being able to have full strength and full grip as a defensive interior lineman that, you know, has a factor in there. He's been battling his tail off. I do think that the Broncos need another backup nose tackle because really if Mike Purcell goes down they don't necessarily have that true one tech or zero tech that can go in and play there the way that Purcell has so they I think they need another guy there without sacrificing the continuity of that group you do have Shelby Harris who's locked up for another three years you have Draymond Jones who's playing fantastic but outside of that you need some other guys to step up and obviously Deshaun Williams has been one of those guys and hopefully he can keep it going but then now we really need to see the Broncos invest in getting McTelvin Aguim on the field a lot more and understanding when the situations are to put him in because you invested a fourth round pick in him. You have to go out and you got to see what he can do. So I agree with you there. I would even say inside linebacker. A lot of it, I think, is contingent upon whether or not Kenny Young resigns with the Broncos. I think that the Broncos do plan on resigning either one of Alexander Johnson or Josie Jewell. I think the Broncos would be better with either of those guys back. Unfortunately, I don't think both of them are going to be back. So that's a tough decision that the organization has to make. And Baron Brown continues to just climb the ladder a little bit, continues to learn as he goes. And, you know, he's far from perfect the inside backer position but I tell you what his intangibles his speed his athletic traits in terms of elite athleticism like you mentioned that's going to help him get there now if he can process it a lot quicker he's going to be an absolute stud in 2022 so 
those are the positions. Then again, the Broncos, they may not have draft picks in this year's upcoming draft outside of the back end. We'll see how everything goes in the offseason. <laughs> but the last question that comes in here, you know, we didn't want to give away too much in terms of which matchups. There was a question sent in by Raul about which matchups against Jamar Chase, CJ Uzama, which ones are those going to be tough for the Broncos? We're going to address that a little bit later on this weekend on the show. So, Raul, we got you in mind there. But another one is how crucial is this game for both teams this weekend? And Sarah? I had said it, looking at the standings and the wild card in the hunt. The Broncos, one game out. The Bengals, they're one game out. And obviously, they're eyeing that division there. In terms of Baltimore, they're hoping that they lose some games. Denver, I, I, I feel like this next game, whoever loses it, I feel like it really eliminates their chance to go to the playoffs. Not officially, but I think it takes a massive shot in their playoff chances. You have to hope some other teams lose if you lose, right? So I, I think this is a playoff game. I do too. I don't think the Broncos have the luxury, Cody, of being able to lose in this game. That's uh, that's the unfortunate reality of where things are at based on those tough losses earlier in the season and games that frankly should have been won. You know, the Steelers game comes to mind. The Cleveland game comes to mind. Those AFC games that you dropped, that's that's brutal. The, the, that's brutal this time of year, and we're seeing the, the reasons why. Those teams are the ones that we're competing against at this point in time to to fight for playoff positioning so now you've got to take care of business that's that's both good and bad you don't have the luxury of losing but boy if you finish with 10 or 11 wins you're probably going to get in somehow some way that's just the way that things have gone this year is that teams are too inconsistent to say oh yeah this team's for like buffalo even for sure yeah buffalo's for certain we don't know that Buffalo's getting in. We don't know that Baltimore's getting in. We don't know who the heck is getting in. No. And you have to be outside of the Cincinnati. Patriots and Chiefs, I think. Yes. Outside of Patriots and Chiefs, of course. I think that those teams are guaranteed. And then obviously the Chargers now, too, are looking like they're, if they, but they've been inconsistent, too. You can't yeah. bank on any of these teams, but they're even just that one game ahead. It's kind of like when the Broncos are down, like, you know, if they're down 10 points in a game, everybody's like, oh, it feels like you're down by. 20 points in a game that's kind of how it feels the chargers are one game up in the standings but it kind of feels like man they're like they're like 20 points up in the you know if that makes sense hopefully that yeah. that you know analogy made sense to everybody but I, it is a must win game and and that makes it fun that's what's so fun it's going to get everybody either super ticked off after the game cody or everybody's just going to be in total state of jubilee and joy after a win and we'll see what happens but man you, you couldn't have asked for better circumstances, right? You need to win. You're at home. And the Bengals have the same record as you. So you've got a pretty, pretty great situation if you ask me. It's must-win playoff football here in the month of December in Broncos country, like we mentioned at the top of the show. It's been a while since the Broncos have played meaningful football in the month of December, the most critical months. And it goes back to what George Payton had said, that you know we've got to get off to a hot start, but we also have to win the crucial games in December and January. So I'm excited, Sarah, and absolutely just uh, you know blessed to do another show here. Lockdown Broncos View, and thank you everyone in Broncos country who took time out of their day to listen to us on their favorite podcasting provider or that watch us on YouTube. Make sure you follow and subscribe. Free and available everywhere you get your podcast subscribe here on youtube sarah and i we're gonna be back tomorrow with a brand new episode lockdown broncos broncos back on the practice field ladies and gentlemen as they prepare for the cincinnati Bengals, a big week ahead must win football for the Denver broncos is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.